Good morning on this Monday, March 18th, 2019. Little uh, lesson uh, is impressed upon my heart. The spirit kind of laid it there. Something that's been, and we both, we all know it grieves God very much when um, we take His name, we profess His name, but um, we allow it to become perverted. By our actions, uh, we don't live it up, and we—that's uh, why he has to bring us to that place of repentance. He has to, you know, we are constantly now exposed to his light, and by his light, that he's always showing those things to us. And and if we're truly in prayer with God, and that with Satan um, if we're truly uh, listening we're truly we go into the presence of the Lord with thanksgiving um, he was always by his light as it, we get closer to God his light gets bigger his light gets brighter and it goes into the more deeper recesses it, you know, things that we think we put aside or it's way back in our past his light will expose it not for our destruction but he says that needs to come out of there it's just like um, automotive uh, mechanics or the medical profession when it's done right according to God's way. Um, a thorough diagnosis will expose all things. A bad mechanic will only say, okay, we're only in here to change the oil. However, if while you're changing the oil, you notice a bracket that's loose that holds up and you do not fix it or at least tighten it to say okay that bracket is loose but it's going to break again then you're going to make a determination okay you t- you you tell the customer first and foremost this is what we found now now it's been tightened up so don't fix see mechanics don't do that anymore they just look at you to say okay well we'll just wait till it totally breaks and then we can get more money see that's the mentality that mentality that greed mentality that love of money mentality scripture has revealed at the beginning it didn't feel it but now it's out there because we are blessed to have Genesis all the way through Revelation. But too many ministers only want to look at, well, see this down. That hasn't happened yet because it's in Revelation. Not necessarily. The book of Revelation has been opened. That was not sealed when it was given to John. Daniel, words that God gave him to write down for them and us, um, were sealed until a time which it's, now been open or it's being open now if we have eyes to see and ears to hear but I won't get too far from that one but is that great harlot she has the ability that spirit um, has the ability to make kings and merchants extremely wealthy but when they listen to her that spirit is Satan's spirit that spirit is Antichrist, and the many Antichrists, as First John, you know, warns us of, been out there since the beginning. Uh, to back up a little bit, uh, when we're truly not obeying God, when we say we love Jesus Christ, but 
We don't want to grow. We're not growing in the wisdom and knowledge of Him. We continue to sit under false teachers that say, "Okay, you love Jesus now. You're in the. You're in. You're in His kingdom now. Go ahead and be good, moral boys and girls." That is not in Scripture. When ministers, false teachers that will say, "Okay, go ahead and be prosperous in your flesh. Go ahead and think for your retirement." You don't know. You may have received Jesus Christ on your deathbed and you don't even know it. Because Satan had blinded our eyes before and until God peels those scales off of us by Him, by Jesus Christ, that's it. Um, we didn't know we have blinders on. We didn't know that all these things that we accumulated over a lifetime, um, same thing with job skills. When we come to Jesus Christ, we realize, God, it was you that enabled me to get it. Not for riches, but you use that to allow me to serve you in every single one of those employment opportunities. Not to get a bigger paycheck. That may come with it, but whenever God allows us to get a bigger paycheck and more experience and more accountability up the Ladder, if that's what his plan is, it's not for our glory. It's not for our personal use. We need to keep, we need to get away from the false teaching that is so much in this area to use the scriptures to get more things. The scriptures reveal Jesus Christ from Genesis all the way to Revelation. We gotta be growing in the wisdom and knowledge because we are going to be spending eternity with God if we're truly, genuinely saved. But if we just wanna get saved and then let God, if we think God's gonna give us all these material blessings, you know, just to enjoy our life down here. Our life is enjoyment when we're going in the wisdom and knowledge and we're doing his commands. They're still commands, but they're not burdensome anymore because we're not doing them alone. We're not even doing them in our own strength anymore. We're doing them in Jesus Christ. And it's to bring him glory, to allow him to use our obedience to bring more people into his kingdom. God is the only one that builds his house. He's the only one that builds his body. We are his vessels because we are part of his body. We will never be the head. And we don't want to, we shouldn't want to be the head. He is the head. He's, the head is where the brain is that controls everything. The heart, the breathing, everything. When he's not the head, if we're the head, we're going to seek after money. Satan is the prince of this world. He is not yet bound up in the lake of fire yet. That has not happened yet. He still is allowed to go in and out of the throne room of God also. You know, God knows he's already defeated by, you know, through the person of Jesus Christ, who is 100% human and 100% God at the same time. He never sinned. We still sin. We still fall short because we're in this fleshy bodies right now. It's not until these bodies are removed and we get our new body in the kingdom. So what the Lord put upon my heart, I kind of led into it a little bit there, was everybody talks about the fruits of spirits. That's what we look for. Um, but we also got to remember certain fruits are being developed in us once we become Christians. And then there are seasons when... 
would like the winter season and we're in now. You look around the trees, you go look for a leaf, you ain't gonna find no leaf. Uh, to, uh, because it's not the season for leaves. But, there's probably buds somewhere if you look close enough in there, if you wanna waste the time that God give you to look at stuff like that, instead of just believing God and trusting Him. Um, then go have at it. You'll, you'll probably, if you look really, really close enough with a magnifying glass, find a little bud there that's getting ready to spring forth. But every, but every one of these physical trees around this earth, they can't be saved. This whole earth is gone. Everything we're seeing now, every building, every money-making business, you know, that's, that brings technology in to eliminate people so they don't want to meet as people. But then, guess what? The employers are so foolishly that are bringing the technology the same people that they're pushing out to not give a paycheck, they're the ones that buy the products. They may not buy their particular employee's product, depending on what they make, obviously. Um, but they push it, they push all humanity out. Nobody's gonna buy the products. Cause machines don't use the products that they make. I'm gonna let that one settle on, let God set that one deep. But the fruit of the spirits, uh, as we know what they are, because we're in Galatians 5.22, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such is no law. It's like, look at them, love. We quote love. Are we so stupid? We so blind. We get, We come to Christ. Our first love better be for the love of God. Because that's the first commandment, and even the Ten Commandments, the first four of them, are all based around the love of God and His person of Jesus Christ. If we're not growing in the wisdom of knowledge of Jesus Christ, of God through Him, then what love is that? We're exhibiting the wrong love. I, do we truly love, you know, our superiors, our co-workers, our families enough to let them continue going down the path that we were once on until Jesus Christ you know, drew us off of that and put us on his narrow path. Are we so foolish to think, ah, oh, we'll just pray for him and bring him in. If we're not getting up off of our prayer time and going to somebody and being sent out, every one of, I mean, every single one of those that were in prayer, when Abraham prayer, you know, now that they prayed, it was probably time for bed out there and went to bed. But when they get up in the morning, God remind them that, no, that's what I, no, that's what you heard in prayer, you're gonna do it. When Isaiah was in prayer, he was told that he had to go and speak to the people of Israel. Did he do it? Yes, he did. He obeyed. We are told something. That's why we gotta be listening more than we, we remember who we're in prayer with. The most holy and awesome God. He tells us in Peter, through the apostle Peter, um, we have to be holy as he is holy. So when people say you're holier than now, I says, thank you. I says, that means obviously I've decreased and Jesus is showing to us. But are we holy like God? Not in these bodies yet. Because we're still being made into that. We're still being sanctified as the word says. Um, those words. But we're not done yet. But uh, do we love somebody enough that is we know needs Jesus Christ, needs the Savior, needs the Lord over their lives. They're living for themselves. 
do we truly love someone enough? If they say, well, that's not our calling. Yes, it is. That's every single genuine believer in Jesus Christ. We had to call, we had to be in prayer first, ask God to soften their heart, because He's the only one that can do that. But we also gotta make sure that we're living right. And I'm not just saying good moral people. Because Satan knows how to be a good moral person according to the flesh. Does that mean you're always making money? You're always ruling people? You know, when, when we are stupid enough and ignorant enough to call somebody a good person, when Jesus Christ himself, when he was called good, he says, why are you calling me good? There's none good but God. And he is God. Was, is, and always will be God. When we, when we thought we should bite our tongues, my tongue would have so many bites in it, because when we ignorantly call people a good person, we're actually almost, almost damning them to hell. What are we basing it on? We're basing it on the flesh. We now are spiritual beings. We now, this is no longer our world, so we should be seeing things growing in it. Now, yes, we have to grow up into that. We're not right automatically giving that wisdom and strength. But we need to be surrounding people that always keep the word of God in our, in our faces. Though we should always have those, somebody in our friendships, somebody in our, you know, we know we have the body of Christ. We should always have somebody that will, is willing to boldly, no matter what, put the word of God in our face. Should be praying also for us and also, um, Putting the word together, and someone said, "Why'd you do that?" God should be using others in us as correcting, as that we should always be willing to say, "God, if I need a Nathan prophet to come in and slap me around a little bit, chasing me, use it." God should be doing that in ourselves. We should be checking. He wants to do it. We should be hearing His Holy Spirit saying, "Why'd you do that?" Like when I messed up out there on that bus out there. Partially messed up. The chastening need to be there, but not my choice of words. <laughs> and it was my choice. It wasn't God's choice. <laughs> when we do that, when we screw up and, you know, we receive Satan's temptation, God never, te- he tests us, tests our faith, not for destruction, but to get us closer to him. To get us to lynch on him. But he does not tempt us. But he does allow the tempter to come in with that temptation. Because we that are his. Now have been given the wisdom and understanding. And the knowledge that. Okay with with every temptation. Now God's not going to allow a temptation to come in at us. That we know we can't handle. We know that's going to destroy us because he won't allow it. Satan may try to do it, but Satan still obeys God because he knows better. He even tries to go somewhere where God's not allowing him to do. Because we'll look at him saying, don't even do that, boy. You're going to lose. And he knows better because he fears God enough. I hate this when this thing goes out. But I heard somebody that accidentally made a mistake. With the wording. They actually said temptation from God. I mean, we can all do it. Sometimes we get so passionate. I've done it. So, so I'm not going chasing that person. But it's just like, nowhere in scripture where you find God allows the enemy 
and his workers and even his children to come in and attempt us. But it's when we say, mm, that, that ain't from you guys. When, when, especially the biggest one in this country is sexual temptation. Because Satan has his daughters out there and his sons out there that dress like whores. They dress to reveal their body. And then once they get you out there, if you don't see, okay, Lord, you're over there. Where you at? You said with the temptation is the way of escape. You are the way to escape, Jesus. Where you're at? I know, I know you're here. I'm yours. That's up there. There you are. I'm going that way. Bye. But when we receive temptation, James gives us the warning. When we receive that temptation in, that's it. A stronghold is built. And it can lead to sin, which can lead to destruction. Yeah. But notice the steps and even that too, because God, there's still a way out until we get that destruction. If we keep receiving it, if David had not received that correction after those multiple sins against God through Nathan, uh, yeah, he would have been destroyed. He wouldn't have been right, but God knew his heart. He knew he was going to receive correction. We have willing hearts to receive correction. We we get the place we pass. Man, it is you. It is before Almighty God that we screw up. It is before Almighty God. He sees everything. And he hears everything. You could turn the light out. You can go in the darkest place. That's light still there. His eyes are still seeing for now. In the new heaven and the new earth, no evil. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you ain't going to be there. So that's why it's do it now while you have breath in your lungs. And endure whatever adversity, whatever suffering he needs to clean us out. To clean, let it, let, then remove everything that's evil in the sight. Remove everything that's destructive in our sights. Sometimes it involves revo- removing material things that is actually destroying us. But Satan is allowed to do it. Remember, Satan can still bless us. Financially, materially, even position-wise, to keep us under his stronghold. He tried to do it in the garden. Actually, he did do it in the garden. He got his eyes off of what God says is pleasing. And what God, the one thing, God says, you can eat everything. He, they had the whole garden. God just asked him and just commanded him, but don't eat off that one tree. So what's that one area? God sets his boundaries not for our destruction, not for binding us up. If we look what God truly has for us, we don't need to go beyond his boundaries. He sets the boundaries up for our safety. It's like guardrails on a road. Not that they can really stop a three, four thousand pound vehicle or more if it's a semi uh, truck. Not that they could do that. Uh, but it's there for safety. It at least slows down and knocks us back over on the other side. If we're hitting it, if we go too close, now it could be weather conditions are doing it. Of course, why we're outside driving and that, that's when we pull over and says, okay, we're waiting. <laughs> you turn on the worship tape and you praise God. But the love. Why are we loving people to hell? Why are we letting them do? We're seeing they're walking the wrong way. Why don't we take them out for coffee or for lunch and just says, look, you know I'm a minister of God. I'm a bachelor of Jesus Christ. I love him. I'm growing in the wisdom and knowledge. But it's like he's pressed upon my heart. 
I love you as a co-worker. I love you as a family member. But you're going the wrong way. You're caught in a false, you're under a false teacher that's teaching you the ways of the flesh. Whether they receive it or not, if God is softened their heart to the point that says, thank you for that. They may despise you. If it's a leader, they'll push you out. But somewhere down the road, God's going to sink that in. That seed has been planted. The word of God has been planted. So just trust Jesus Christ. He'll take, then he'll take out of you what he needs to take out to let you grow in the wisdom and knowledge. The first thing we need to be doing is growing in the wisdom and knowledge in prayer. Prayer to him. Listening to him. God, thank you. Thank you for getting me through this day. You know, forgive me for every sin that I committed today. Forgive me for Keeping my mouth closed when it should have been open, or opening it when it should have been closed. Forgive, forgive me that washing all done. He only knows you have forgiving heart. We only knows you know, we messed up. You know, he actually only knows it, but he wants us to come to him like a loving father. And by the way, there's a false teaching out there that says we can call God like Papa. We get that? No, 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 no. That's the devil. Yeah, go ahead, call him. <coughs> if you're a sinner, call him, Papa, if you want, because you're both going to be in hell together. I said, no, 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 no. God is still to be revered, still to be feared, because he's still God. We would never be the point of God, and I personally don't want it. I don't know of any Christian that does. Joy. Where's the joy of your Lord? Is the joy of the Lord when you grow into wisdom and knowledge, when he shows you something more about himself, about his greatness, about his awesomeness, is you know, when he blesses us enough to give him more wisdom and knowledge when he sits there intimately with or is it joy only when he gives us stuff? When he gives us a bigger paycheck? When he allows us to remain comfortable? Where is our joy? Is our joy in the midst of suffering? It, Adversity as a joy when he opens up a ministry door that's gonna involve uh, the enemy coming at us and say, mm, "I don't, can't have that truth." He'll raise up his fellow demons and his uh, his children that are in there. And say, Mm-mm, I can't have them here in the Word of God. Mm-mm. When the adversaries as a joy of the Lord that we love Him and we want to obey Him and we want to know Him more. Where's our joy? Our peace. God don't really give us peace when we're doing what we want to do. He gives us the peace of the Lord in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that adversary. When he's taking us through his spiritual surgery, cutting out of us the cancers that have come from a lifetime of walking with our father, our former father, Satan, in a Christian's sake. Current fathers for those that are still lost in in his hands. You know, father lies and we were his sons and daughters. You know, the peace is in the midst of that transformation process. It's in the midst of sanctification. The peace of God is when things are falling all over us. When evil, what appears to be rising up for a season, by the way. All evil is going to be cast in the lake of fire. But they need to be seeing the one person in the midst, no matter what. You can be people shouting in your face and saying to yourself, Why are you still of Jesus Christ? Why are you still talking about God? Because I'm growing in the knowledge of Him. I love Him. His way is right. It may not appear right right now down here, but we know, boom, for eternity, we know what it's going to Now, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like because that hasn't been revealed to us and we couldn't handle it yet anyways in these bodies. But 
we know we're trusting God that he gets us through it. He don't take us around the trouble. He takes us through it. And he's walking with us. And we are with him. If we're truly obeying him. He never promises the the narrow path will be easy. There'll be adversaries back and forth trying to get us off that path. Trying to pull us off the path. But we're truly his. He ain't going to let us go very far. If we're not his, then... We'll just, we'll just go from the nail to the broad, nail to the broad out there. You know, coming in, getting some things and taking it back to the broad out there. What, what, but those that do that are truly not God's. The word of God, you look at it. Long suffering probably goes along with that. I mean, you're going through it. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what's the song? I don't know it. I'm not, I suck with memorization. I just, I just want to know Jesus Christ and not His words. If if His words are dwelling, that means He's dwelling in us, because He is the Word, as John one says. So memorization really is not of God. You can't really justify it by the Scripture. It's to know Him. That's eternal life. If we're knowing Him, He's dwelling in us, and we're dwelling in Him. We're living in Him. His words are in us. He's going to raise up as we need him for a certain time. But long suffering, that means you're going through it. You're going, whatever struggle you're going through, whatever cancer is being removed, whatever has to be dug out because it wasn't pleasing to God in, it says idolatry or whatever the case may be. We're long suffering, we're going through it. If we're in a season in ministry for those that are, you know, if whatever ministry we have, whether it's in a workplace or in a church or whatever, um, the long suffering is the end goal is to see the lost come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Long suffering is we don't care what we have to endure physically, but we know spiritually we're going into wisdom and knowledge and we're obeying Him, we're obeying our Master, we're obeying our Lord, we're obeying our Savior to go through it. Long suffering is He gives us the strength. It's not our strength at all. We can be, you know, like Schwarzenegger and one of those you know, big wrestlers, Hulk Hogan out there, that strength ain't never gonna get us through. It can't. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh necessarily that, but if we're only focusing on that fleshly strength, you ain't gonna make it. And we ain't gonna make it. Gentleness. You can still be firm and be gentle. I mean, that doesn't mean you're going to take somebody and beat them overhead with a book. I mean, that, that ain't going to get the word into, you know. But gentleness, you know, you're knowing some people are hard-headed. Like Ezekiel was given a, a head like Flint, a hard-headed, because he was he was being sent to a people that were hard-headed. He was still gentle, but he stood firm on the word of God. So we got to be careful with that word gentleness. Somebody say, oh, well, yeah, we can't go hardcore to everybody. God did. Jesus did. Everyone. The Pharisees were more higher accountable because they were leaders. They were hard-headed as could be. We can read that in Scripture. So he stood firm. He didn't necessarily scream and shout, but I guarantee he spoke with authority because he is the authority. We are not the authority. We will never be the authority. We could be in position of authority, but we're going to stay, we're going to stand on what God says is right and what God said is wrong. We're going to stand against what is wrong. We're going to stand on that one. People are going to like him? Nope. There's still a gentleness. The gentleness is when we're speaking. The word of God. We're doing what God says is right and what God says is good. 
not what we're based on, what we learn on the flesh of things. Goodness probably goes similar to with it. Um, let's go ahead and see what the definition is. It's by virtue, by benefit. So it's just like, again, apart from Jesus Christ, we truly can't be virtuous. It's not in us. It's not in the fleshly nature at all. It comes straight from God. Uh, it's a, again, that's not calling somebody good. But what goodness is coming out of them? Are they just say, well, they're, they're a good worker. They work hard. What the heck does that mean? Are they standing most truthful? When you're asked to do something that you know in your spirit and in your heart is wrong before God, is evil before God, are you going to be doing just to keep the job, just to keep that paycheck? You're following after Satan, son. Faith. If your faith is not in the soul person of Jesus Christ, then it's nothing else. If your paycheck, if your faith is in that paycheck to keep that house, to keep that car, to keep the material things, if it's not centered 100% in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Almighty God, the Father, then you really don't have any faith. You don't have any faith that's gonna give you that long suffering, it's gonna give you that gentleness, it's gonna give you that love, it's gonna give you that peace. Meekness. I always have a hard time with these. When you look at the definition, it still says gentleness or humility. It's just like, are we letting others of this world, you know, for them to see Christ? Are we, um, letting them say things against us? Are we letting it get to us? Jesus says they're going to speak against us. No matter what. And they're not speaking against us, they're actually speaking against Jesus Christ. Like you said, well, man, I'm attacking you. Um, because you're trying to be holy, because you're trying to be, no, we're not. We're trying to obey Jesus Christ. We're trying to live according to Him. We always have a higher boss, and His name is God. His name is Jesus Christ. See, a lot of people will use God, but they want to leave Jesus out. Not the real God. The other gods, maybe. Satan wants to be called God, and He will at the end, He'll be He'll act like it. He'll say that when he he says he's the one that's gonna sit down in that third temple in Israel that gets built, and he's gonna declare himself God. But that's when all bad expression, but all hell breaks loose. They ain't even close to hell. At that point, that's when Jesus comes back down, not as a uh, lamb, but he comes down as a warrior to protect his people. Um, and that's when more destruction than we've even come close to seeing. Will ever happen. And it's not going to be rebuilt. Temperance. I always have a hard time with that one. It goes along with self-control when you look at the definition. Uh, especially of the continents. Um, and that's kind of the last one. I'll tell you, it's like, so it's a form of self-control. But it's the continents. The continents is usually our appearance. How are we looking when we're going through these suffering times? How are we looking when we're surrounded by evil? That's all they do is curse and cuss every day. Talk about selfness. You know, you know, they talk about you know, sexual things. Or they talk about greed. Or they talk about you know making more money or power. Getting control. It's just like, are we just sitting there? Humility. Just letting God work through us. That's usually another time he wants us to speak up. That's the time he wants us to just sit there and self-control. Boy, I definitely don't have that one down. But each day they're getting cut to the heart. They're getting angrier and angrier because when we just sit there, 
we're letting Jesus Christ go right through us by His Holy Spirit, and we're, He's gonna cut them to the heart every time. He said, "Go ahead, keep talking like, keep talking about that." But eventually, we are expected to get to a time when God says, "Enough, come out from my son, and I'm gonna turn them over to themselves." When Jesus calls us out, we should never be in a position for 30, 40, 50 years just sitting here, hearing all that garbage all the time. Same thing with the TV. God's going to say, shut it off. Don't watch that show. If you have to, buy a DVD that comes close to glorifying me. We just got to, the radio station we'll listen to, I will listen to track the media nowadays. Eventually, you know, Lord's gonna, we're gonna hear God say, we're gonna hear the Lord say, shut it off. It's false. It's fake. It only appeals to the flesh. Commercials that go along with it, they're only market to the flesh. That's demonic. There's nothing good about it. It's making somebody look good. When you go to a job interview, who are you appealing when you're dressing up in the flesh? And if you're interviewing somebody, if you're in a manager position, now, managers nowadays don't even, aren't even allowed to, except in smaller organizations, to interview anymore. They have a certain department that does that beforehand. That ain't even of God. That's just putting layers upon layers. They don't know what they're bringing. They're going by if, if all the right words are on that piece of paper, but they're not even looking at all the experience anymore. Now some do. Some are being godly. Um, some are doing what is right in God's eyes. Some are glorifying them. Those are the businesses that are actually going to be successful. When they're looking at all a person's skills. If somebody's just got a degree and maybe a couple of internships, now that could be a good thing. That's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for true experience, if you're looking for a leadership at the top, uh, and they're not yet inside. You haven't built them up on the inside. Church that needs to be built up on the inside. If you're a church of God, you need to be, you should be making disciples and building that up and growing them up. I'm old enough to remember and experienced enough to remember when people were trained up. You know, promotions came from within, not from without. But those days seem to be gone now, at least what I can see. There's no more promotion except those that butt kiss. Butt kiss. Um, the owner or the bosses or those that only that want to appeal to the investors to keep the rich happy. Mm-mm. Those that dress right or those that dress provocatively. Basically dress like whores. Basically, I'm sorry. A whore dresses to, um, to appeal sexually. That's basically what a harlot is. The Bible speaks totally against harlotry all the way along. But it's just like, and when the light of God is in us, it's going to expose all that stuff. You dress into a slut. You put the right hair. You waste God's money on redoing your hairdo. Or, well, my case, I ain't got no hair. Because uh, I'm just old. Anyways. Uh, now, I'm not saying there's nothing, you know, this, you know, God's against grooming, stuff like that. Yeah, don't go in there smelling like a pig out there. You know, you know what, you know, that's not the place for a pig. But look at the position you're going to. If you're hiring for just a line level, staff level position, if they're walking in with a $400 suit, okay, they're going to take the entire paycheck and they're going to blow it on external stuff, um, and probably drugs, alcohol, using, they're, they're pretty much going to waste it and they're always going to be behind. They're always going to be broke. They're going to get to the point where they're going to get tempted to steal. And they're usually going to steal to get more to feed that lifestyle. 
Somebody walks in with a hundred dollar suit, and I'm hiring for a uh, a desk clerk. When I was in a hotel, we're hiring for that, you know. But if they're dressing in with a decent appearance out there, and they got the experience and a willingness to learn too, you got to show that every position that you've had somewhere, you you were learning a di- additional skill. You were learning the skills, and that that's that. Don't expect your employer to train to train us up like that. That's our responsibility. If we're going in position, if a first time leaves the position, you're learning the skills as you're going. You're taking the experience and you're doing it. Be careful because those that are unfortunately teaching now, both of them never worked in that position. Teachers are trained to be teachers. Be careful with that one. You can't train. You know, true teaching comes from life skills comes from actually doing the position if you're um the accounting teacher you better have been an accountant somewhere if you're a management teacher you better have been a management and but did you keep failing or whatever or you could have been the business owner with a successful business and you could just got burnt out working the hours for 20 years or you just want to get out of it you want to see you know what i turned this company around um but if you're a builder are you using mommy and daddy's contacts to steal a remodeler or a flipper, a house flipper, a home flipper. Are you using mommy and daddy's contacts or mommy and daddy's position to give you an advantage? You're doing it just like Satan does. You're doing it to to get low and think you're going to sell high. But eventually, that high, there's a cap on everything in reality. You gotta, we gotta get back to looking at housing. We gotta get back to looking at, um, even jobs and even positions that gotta have a reasonable cap because things can't go on making high dollar amounts at the top and low at the bottom. Cause eventually those people at the bottom are the ones buying. The ones at the top aren't doing the ones buying. Really. They're the ones that's hoarding the money. The housing prices, the more they keep going up eventually, people ain't gonna be able to buy them anymore. The current generation don't have the job, don't have the the actual jobs that will pay for those overpriced houses that are all over the major cities and even the suburbs. They're just not there. Eventually those houses are gonna, goodbye. But, so again, what is your fruit to the spirits? Are you loving people enough to not want them to go to hell? Are you loving God enough to go there. The joy is your joy only when you're feeling good, only when uh, you have things around you, only when your paycheck comes in steady every month out there and you can buy some more stuff. You know, are you just peace when everything's going good around you or is the peace of God and the peace of Jesus Christ because he is the Prince of Peace. Uh, as it says in Jeremiah, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of your adversities, in the midst when the enemy's attacking you, uh, for obeying God, you long suffering. Are you just long suffering out there because you you made a mistake to be in chasing? Are you long suffering uh, in the midst of that darkness so people can see the light? Darkness will never overtake the light of God. Never. Gentleness. Are you just wanting to uh, pronounce a curse? Say, God, call down a curse on that person. That person hated me. That person said something against me. That person verbally assaulted me out there. You call down a curse. That ain't gentleness. That's calling down curse. That's basically telling God, God, I want that person to go to hell. 
I have literally heard that from spouses against their other spouse when they get separated and or divorced. I've actually heard that basically only maybe not saying, God, call down a curse on them. God, that person's evil. They don't deserve. You got unforgiveness in your heart. God ain't going to forgive us with unforgiveness in our heart. Who do we need to forgive? Who needs to walk again? But it just always takes two parts in any relationship, whether it's a marriage or just before the marriage, that always takes something in us from both parties. Now, yeah, one may be about 99%. Um, the same thing with the consequences when we have sex outside of marriage and a child is produced through that. And that, but we don't do what is right for God. Say, okay, we screwed up. If that's the man I'm supposed to marry, or if that's the wife I'm supposed to marry, Lord, let us become husband and wife instead of doing back when do it the right way, raise that kid. But to see all these kids out there with no husband and father in that household, what example? They don't know what a godly household looks like. They don't. Most of most of the young people nowadays don't know what it is to have a husband and a wife in a house, to have a mother and a father in the household, going through the struggles when two personalities uh, <clears throat> come against each other. If the passion for Jesus Christ is there amongst both of them, they're gonna see that. They're gonna says, "I have no other choice to receive but but to receive Jesus Christ ourselves because I've seen the example. I've seen the love." That he exhibited for each for each of them that they worked out, they took the difficulties, they took the disagreements, and they brought it to God. Do I know how to do that? Uh, no. Uh, goodness, are you calling somebody good just because they're hard worker? Are you calling somebody good just because of some fleshly thing? We can't base none of these two Galatians five twenty two twenty three based on the flesh. None of them. They're exhibited through flesh to a point, but it's by the power of God only. Me just temperance. So, I don't know, just leave it with that. Take it. Dang, I went too long. I hate that when I do that. Um, forgive me for going too long. So, thank you for enduring going through it. Um, Father God, I pray, Father God, I pray for me, me also, I pray, Father God, that may you be exhibiting every single one of these fruits of the spirits in us, Father God. In whatever seasons you lead us, take it. Whatever door you open, whatever door you close, Father God. And may those that are around us see each of these attributes exhibited in knowing that our trust is in you, Lord Jesus Christ, in you alone, not in anything of the flesh. We ask for going wisdom and knowledge of your body, your true body, Father God, and we ask that you will continue to add to your body with each and every day, Father God. I'm not going to pray for any one particular portion of the body, but I'm going to pray for all the body that you will add to your particular body in each location. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all.